Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Julie Daly was going through a tough divorce and was figuring out her next steps. But with the help of different rescue dogs coming into her life, she's been able to keep making her way through this new stage of her life and finding happiness again. Additionally, she's gotten involved with the One Love Animal Rescue Organization in New Jersey as a result, where she's found fulfillment and a purpose from as well. Julie, welcome to Dog Save the People. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Now, where are we speaking to you from? I am in southern New Jersey in a town called Deptford, and we are about 15 minutes from Philadelphia. All right, great. So thank you again for joining us. I wanted to get a little bit of background from you as far as your history with dogs. Did you have dogs growing up? I did, but not until I was in like seventh or eighth grade. Uh, That was when my parents somewhat inherited our first dog from my grandparents. Their dog, Betsy, needed a place to live, and she was a Jack Russell Terrier. Not long after Betsy passed away, my parents ended up adopting another dog, and they had her until they passed away. You have gone through a few things, and can you speak a little bit about where you were a while back and how you came to adopt your dog, Bailey? There was a lot of change happening in my life, divorce, but also having to move. You know, that's always a a very trying time as you're trying to rebuild your life. And I happened to be scrolling through Facebook one day and I saw this picture of Bailey and she was about to be put down. Um, The shelters were full. My heart just broke and I was like, I can't let that happen. And basically a half hour later, they were on my doorstep and I had a dog. (laughs) she was definitely a pit mix um Mm -hmm. i truly believe that she was definitely part lab because her coat Uh was so thick was more of like a lab coat she might have even had a little bit of bulldog in her as well and she was an older girl by the time that i got her i mean she really had no fear i mean she just loved everyone people animals She struggled for a bit the first night that I had her because, you know, she was obviously Mm -hmm. not, you know, she had never met me until she showed up on my doorstep that day. She wasn't familiar with her surroundings. But, I mean, I would say even by the next day, she was completely comfortable. And, I mean, I loved her from the minute I saw her, probably even before she showed up on my doorstep. I loved that dog. Everything happens for a reason, and I, I do feel like the stars somewhat aligned and everything fell into place as far as the timing, like I was meant to see that Facebook post when I did, I know that she was meant to come in my life to help me through my divorce and through a very difficult time period in my life. They not only love you without condition, they don't care if you're in a bad mood or if you're busy and, you know, you can't pay attention to them right at that moment. They don't hold it against you, you know, But she was also my constant companion. I work from home and, you know, she was just always there. She was my, you know, my trusty sidekick. She was my assistant. (laughs) She would snore while I was on conference calls, which was always hilarious for my coworkers. Oh, that's so charming. I bet. Yeah. 
And at that time, you were living uh, next door to somebody who also had a dog? I did, yes. Um, in an apartment where my apartment and their apartment, we had basically the whole top floor. And when they moved in, it was truly like a match made in heaven. Their dog, Bert, became instant best friends. And they just had the most endearing friendship. And it was just so perfect and so loving. And, you know, obviously with uh, myself and with Bert's parents, you know, we all became very close, obviously, because, you know, the girls were so close. So developed the friendship that we still have to this day. And, you know, they've moved, but we still keep in touch. And, um, you know, we visit as often as we can. It was just such a wonderful and a, a genuine bond. And when Bailey passed away of cancer, not only was my best friend here or there with me, but so was Bert's mom. That's really beautiful. So after Bailey, you ended up meeting someone else. Can you tell me about this angel? Absolutely. I sure can. So I was sitting in the airport and I was scrolling through Facebook and I had a friend who fostered through One Love. She happened to share a Facebook post and it was a picture of her name at the time when she was pulled from animal control in Philadelphia by One Love. Uh, her name was Luna. And I saw that little face and I knew I had to do something. And as soon as I got to their house and I sat down on the floor and she walked right up to me and she started licking my face and it was pretty much a done deal. <laughs> um, yeah. There was no turning back at that point. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I have to have her. She's perfect. And I named her Kalua. I love it. What a great name. <laughs> so, yeah, you're probably <laughs> noticing a trend, Bailey, Kalua. Um, yes. I just, I think it it's very unique dog <laughs> names. She fit right in. There were a lot of things where she was very similar to Bailey, but so many instances where she was different. She had... A lot more energy initially mm -hmm. they thought that she was about seven eight years old we ended up finding out a little bit later that she was actually much older Kalua was also a pit mix there was definitely red nose pit in her but i definitely feel like there was something else but i could never quite pinpoint what else she had the cutest little crinkly cauliflower ear when uh -huh. we got her and it just added to her personality. She had also the most adorable little underbite. It looked like she was smiling at you with her little underbite when she looked at you. Again, was, you know, my constant companion because, you know, she was always here with me even while I was working. And I swear she could tell time because I always waited till five right. o'clock to feed her. And if I happened to be on a conference call where... It ran a little bit past five o'clock or something along those lines. She would let me know. Oh, absolutely. I understand that. When I first rescued Kalua, I was like, oh, wow, she's, you know, we thought she was a lot younger, but she definitely had a lot more energy than I was used to with Bailey. So she was going for longer mm -hmm. walks because, you know, I don't have a yard. I live in an apartment, so I don't have a yard that I can just let the dogs out in. So I have to go right. for pretty long walks. And I came yeah. up with a route that, you know, took us past the bus stop, the school bus stop. And there was a little girl 
that we would walk past a little girl and her mom that we would walk past every day. And, you know, from the very first day, they weren't even afraid of her. You know, a lot of times there's, you tend to see when you're walking a pit bull that people will run across the street or turn around and and go another way because they're they're not familiar enough with the breed and, and they buy into the negative connotation that goes along with with pit bulls unfortunately but her little girl and her mom they did not have that fear and it was because you know her mom she was like oh my gosh she's like this she's like i love her she's like i grew up with them they're the best dogs in the world and you know her daughter they they just developed such a friendship and it became a routine that every morning we would see them at the bus stop and that, you know, Kalua would end up walking her to her bus. Like the two girls would play for, you know, a couple minutes while they were waiting for her bus to come get her for school and they would play. And then as soon as the bus got there, it was like, they both knew, okay, you know, now it means business. We got to walk to the bus mm-hmm. and we would walk yeah. them to the bus and, you know, Kalua would sit there and would watch her board the bus. And, you know, through their friendship, I developed, a friendship with her mother and you know we got to talking and she was like you know she's like this has been so great for her she has a hard time in school she's you know she's got some issues and there's some bullying that happens because of some of the issues that mm-hmm. she has well there's no yeah. one that's going to bully this adorable little girl that is being walked to the bus every day by a pit bull right, <laughs> you know exactly. what i mean like it's like this is her own personal bodyguard and they just they just had the most adorable heartwarming friendship and you know on school picture day like the two of them would would pose for their pictures while we were at the bus stop in the morning you know she would be all dolled up for class pictures and you know we could never get the two of them to look at the camera at the same time but we have the most adorable heartwarming pictures and you know again i i feel like it's cliche to say unconditional love but it truly was just a genuine loving friendship that they had and it was so sad for both of them when you know when kalua got diagnosed with her congestive heart failure you know one of the things Mm -hmm. the vet said was you know she can't do those long walks anymore so it was so sad because we couldn't take her you know she couldn't go past the bus stop anymore we had to keep the walks really short so it was sad for her and it was also sad for that little girl she she didn't have glue to walk her to the bus anymore we would you know still have visits they would come here to see her a lot Um, so they got to see each other i mean they were just so so cute and so loving and you know there was a, a stint where kalua actually spent a week in the hospital And when she was released from the hospital, you know, they came here to see her. And it was the cutest thing. I have video of it where, you know, Kalua is just licking her from head to toe. I mean, she just would not stop licking her from the minute she walked in the door. That's all she she wanted to do was just give her kisses because she finally got to see her little friend again. Wow, isn't that incredible? And what a beautiful memory for this Absolutely. little girl. Absolutely. Yes, it was it was a great memory for me and I I know I know that it's a, a great memory for them as well. I bet. Yeah, yeah. I bet. How would you compare Kalua and Bailey? I know that you were in different times in your life, but what were their different gifts to you? 
they each taught me a little bit about myself. You know, mm-hmm. Bailey taught me that I'm worth loving. I deserve love. And, you know, while Kahlua also taught me a little bit of that as well, Kahlua taught me a lot about rescue and just how beautiful rescue can be. Because while, again, while Bailey was a rescue dog, Kahlua was my first rescue dog that came from a rescue. And it was as a result of her that I got involved with this rescue with One Love and, you know, helping out with things like home checks, helping out with fundraisers, donating, you know, that type of thing. And just helping out from a social media perspective, you know, because the more presence that they have, the bigger the reach, the better chances they have of getting dogs adopted and getting dogs fostered and getting people to donate their time or their money or just to get involved in some way, shape or form. So Kahlua was my first experience with rescue. And we actually did end up fostering the the dog we have now. She was, she was our foster fail. (laughs) Tell me about her, please. So her picture just spoke to us and we knew we had to meet her. She just came right up to both of us and just got in our laps, started licking our faces. All she wanted was belly rubs. And we're like, we have to have this dog. Like there's, there's just no question. My boyfriend and I spoke about it and we said, yep, we would like to name her Sky with two Y's to keep with (laughs) the alcohol theme tradition. And I, I swear that, you know, I, we do not have a drinking problem. We just do find that they make very interesting dog names. Is that who I keep hearing kind of shaking in the background? That's her. Oh, I love it. And Skye is also a pit or a pit mix? She's definitely a pit. Not really sure if she's a mix. And yes, she is fidgeting by my side. Every time you hear her move, it's because I stop rubbing her belly. Yeah. She does not like that. Uh, yes, I understand. <laughs> and how old is she, do you think? Best guess is 18 months to two years. Okay, so she's a youngin. She's a youngin, but she has also, there's no question that she's been through some stuff. I truly believe that on some level they know what their fate would have been had they not been rescued. All three of those dogs, I mean, they've already touched my heart, but yes. especially especially Kahlua and, and I know it's, it's fairly recent. So it was, and I actually, I just had my, my first book published. My book is a book of poems. It's a poetry book. At the time that she passed, it was, it was with the publisher and it was in the final phases of being published. And I had reached out to my publisher when Kahlua passed away. And I was like, I know that this is already like a done deal, but I can't have this book published without having a poem written for her. And my publisher, they're amazing people, truly amazing people as well. And they, sorry, Sky is uh, saying hi there in the background. (laughs) Um, They were extremely understanding and very therapeutic and told me to take all the time that I needed and were 100% on board, even though all of the proofreading, formatting, editing, everything had already been done. Like the book was essentially finalized at that moment when I said, I have 
to write something, at least one more in her memory. So, you know, I was able to, I was able to do that and I was able to get that completed and get that included in my book, which I don't think there's a greater tribute that I could have had than to be able to include something that will be forever in print. That's amazing. So what is the name of the poem? So the name of the poem that was written specifically for her is called Kahlua and Cream. We always used to joke around that, you know, she had white paws and a little bit of white on her chest, but her paws, it looked like she walked through white paint. So we said she was our little Kahlua and Cream. Would you read a little bit for me? Would you mind? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) You're really going to make me cry now, aren't you? All right. Yeah. One second. Thank you. Sure. I am paging through my book to get to that particular one. Very end of this particular poem is Kalua was rescued by a village and loved by one too. There was a hole in our hearts, emptiness in our home, sadness where there was once joy. We sleep with your blanket every night. It's still covered in your fur, and that brings us comfort. We will love you and miss you as long as we live, Kalua. You'll forever be our princess, our baby girl, our boo-boo. If you could talk, we know you'd say, thank you. I had a wonderful time. And we did too, baby girl. Mm, all right. I just got chills. <laughs> thank you. That was just beautiful. Thank you. So, Julia, we're going to wrap it up. But what is the name of your what is the name of your poetry book, your book of poetry? The name of my book is On Purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find it on Amazon and also Barnes and Noble. Fantastic. My publisher is Eliza Tristan Publishing, located out of Portland, Oregon. Great. And my last name is actually hyphenated on the book. So if you're searching by name, you would have to search by Julie Watson hyphen daily. Wonderful. So Julie, where can we find you on social media? So on social media, you can find me on Twitter at jdaily0805 or on Instagram at jwdaily610. I'm so grateful that you shared your story with me today. Thank you so very much. Thank you. I am extremely grateful and thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed our chat today and (laughs) I appreciate it. And thank you for all that you do for, um, you know, getting the word out about dogs and especially rescue dogs. That's truly amazing. So thank you. I appreciate it. I loved hearing from Julie about how her different dogs helped her through heartbreak with their unconditional love, which can really be the most powerful medicine. I also thought it was touching about how she was able to connect with her neighbor so deeply from their dog's connection, and how she helped a local little girl who was facing bullying issues. All of these situations that illustrate how dogs make an impact on us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media. 
You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you. 